of Firstborns and Their Parents by Rev. Jonathan Bailey. There is much said about the unique nature of the, quote, greatest of all plagues, Makat Bechorot. However, what truly makes it unique? There are those that propose that because God informed Moshe about this plague long before it was wrought, it is therefore naturally separate from, and elevated above, the other nine plagues, ones which God only told Moshe about right before he commanded them performed. However, the episode which inspires this approach proves to be a fairly unconvincing proof text. Upon leaving Midian on his way to Egypt, Moshe is told by God, And you will say to Paro, so says God, Israel is my firstborn son, and you will then say to him, Send my son so he can worship me. And if you refuse to send him, behold, I will kill your firstborn son. Shmot Perek Dalid Sukim Chavbet Thuchavgimo. There are two difficulties that arise with understanding this as a source for the foretelling of Makat Bechorot. Number one, this mission-defining message is never recorded as actually ever having been delivered, neither in Moshe's conversation with Paro nor as a specific introduction to the plague itself. Number two, all of Egypt's firstborns were killed, not just Paro's. It would seem, therefore, that Makat Bechorot should slash could be seen as yet, quote, just another plague, on the list of destructions wrought upon Egypt by God. Instead of a 9 plus 1 formula, it's merely the 10th. On the other hand, Makat Bechorot is distinct from the other plagues in three other ways. Number one, God introduces it to Moshe saying, I'm going to bring one more plague upon Paro in Egypt, and after this plague, he will send you out of here. Shmot Perak Yud Aleph, Pasuk Aleph. I.e., God himself labels this as the last plague, set up specifically as the Exodus actualizing plague. Number two, it is the only plague targeted to kill people, i.e., it's not only the most tragic, but it incorporates a focused personal slash human aspect. Number three, while it does have a warning, to Paro, before it's brought, God does not formally command Moshe to deliver this warning, as opposed to the other six plagues that included pre-warnings. I.e., this wasn't to be appreciated only by Paro. This plague had larger, more comprehensive implications, yet still needed a significant introductory warning. So, if Makat Bechorot is unique for the reasons listed above, what therefore is the purpose-slash-message-slash-lesson we're supposed to uniquely appreciate from it? How do these differences specifically serve to elucidate this plague's meaningfulness? We will return to this question shortly. Later, when Makabahorot is enacted on the eve of the Exodus, the Torah records the following description. It was in the middle of the night that God smote all the firstborns of Egypt, from the firstborn of Paro, who sat on his throne, to the firstborn of prisoners, locked away in jail, and all the firstborns of animals. Paro arose that night, along with all his servants and all of Egypt, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there wasn't any house which didn't have a death within it. 
In my family, my eldest brother is a firstborn, and he has a firstborn son, so his house would have suffered deaths. Although I'm the youngest, my first child is a boy, and therefore I too would have lost someone that night. My middle brother, however, is not a firstborn himself, and his firstborn is a girl. Similarly, in my wife's family growing up, my father-in-law is the second of four siblings, and my wife is his eldest. So, just within my immediate familial circle alone, there are two, out of four, houses where there wouldn't have been any deaths. So how can it be that this plague, which visited every household in all of the Egyptian empire, from Paros to the jails to the animals and obviously everyone in between, and still, quote, there was no house that didn't have death in it? The odds are strongly against such a reality. Therefore, it would seem easy to posit that in fact it wasn't just the firstborn males who were killed in Egypt that night, but all firstborns, even the females. By now, including any firstborn, male or female, in this plague's deaths, there would most inevitably have been a death in every household that night. And in fact, the only time it specifically mentions males at all regarding this plague is in the forewarning God gave to Moshe on his way to Egypt, which we negated earlier, and in the subsequent mitzvah of Pidyon Aben. Interestingly, in the first pusik to describe this mitzvah, immediately after the plague while the nation was still in Egypt, it states that, quote, because God killed all the firstborns in the land of Egypt, from the firstborns of people until those of the animals, therefore I sacrificed to God the first male offspring of animal, and all firstborn sons I will redeem. End quote. Shmot perk yud gimel pasuk tetvav. In the very same pasuk, it specifically denotes the male offspring for the mitzvah twice, juxtaposing it to all firstborns that were killed in the plague. When we previously erroneously, understood that it was only the males who God killed in Makat Bechorot, we could then have posited some probable reason behind this particular plague. God was perhaps enacting retribution for the Jewish male babies the Egyptians had killed throughout the years of slavery and oppression. However, this doesn't necessarily fit because the Egyptians killed all male babies, not just firstborns. Alternatively, striking the males of an empire severely hampers its power and progress. However, this too seems doubtful, for was the destroying of all the Egyptian crops and domesticated animals not decimation enough? Would adding the removal of a firstborn male from every household create a significant loss of strength? However, if we're now understanding that God actually killed all the firstborns, why did God do it and what significant message can we glean from it? The answer must be reflected in the three differences found within the nature of this plague mentioned above. Namely, number one, it was the final Exodus actualizing plague. Number two, it killed people, thus incorporating a focused human and personal appreciating component. And number three, it had broader, more comprehensive implications. For what is the common truth that binds all firstborns and not just firstborn males? They are the first to transform people into parents. And so, on the eve of his children's exodus, God turns to all of Egypt and declares, quote, On this night, after this final plague, it is now my turn to become a parent. And because you have thus far hindered my ability to do so by prohibiting my firstborn to leave, I will strike at your parenthood. 
indelibly marking the significance of the moment I took what was mine from those who wouldn't give it willingly, end quote. And it is on this night in Egypt, against the backdrop of the oppressor's consciousness of the true nature of their transgressions, God's nation is finally born. Thank you for listening to our new audio email Shireem series. To see the footnotes of this shear, or to read it for yourself, please click on the link below. Thank you, and Shabbat Shalom.